All right, so uh, welcome to the, the nematode stop. I'm Tristan Watson. I'm the assistant professor of nematology at LSU Egg Center uh, in the Department of Plant Pathology and Crop Physiology. Uh, so for a lot of you, I'm probably one of the newer faces around here. This is my first sugarcane field day. Uh, I started in uh, 2020, so of course during the pandemic, and now I'm here. Uh, so, so anyways, uh, I started back in 2020 about three years ago, and uh, one of the questions I had was, you know, how are nematodes impacting sugarcane production? So I guess before I get too carried away with that, what are nematodes? Anyone? I usually get the answer, a problem. No. Yeah, they are a problem. Uh, but what are nematodes? They're, well, they're going to see it on this little handout that's coming around. Uh, but they are microscopic roundworms that inhabit our soils. And a select group of them called the plant parasites go after plants. So they're going to feed on our crops. And sugarcane's no different than any of the other crops. There are select species of nematodes that are going to go after it. And when they feed on it, they're likely going to cause some plant growth decline and potentially yield loss. So as I said, one of the questions I had was, how are nematodes impacting sugarcane production here? Uh, prior to my, uh, you know, my arrival here, there really hadn't been much work on sugarcane nematology. Uh, back in the late 1990s, Dr. Jeff Hoy did a little bit of work taking a look at some of these, uh, these pests and whether nematicides could uh, help alleviate the, the yield loss that they caused. And things looked pretty promising back then, but really we haven't done much work on that uh, on sugarcane since. So that's 20 years of really unknown which species are out there. And we have a lot of new management tactics that we can try out. So that's kind of why we're here today. Uh, so when I arrived, I decided to do a survey just to get a, a bit of a grip on which nematode species are out there. So we went out to 60 different commercial sugarcane fields. Most of them were kind of in the area, not too many parishes away. Why? As, because I thought, uh, well, nematodes, they like sandier soils. And we're likely to find some of these lighter textured uh, sandier soils along the Mississippi River rather than going way south into the sugarcane production. But we did collect some, some samples from down there too. What did we find? Well, we found a lot of nematodes. Uh, most of the fields, you know, they have low infestations, but there were certainly a few that had pretty high uh, nematode infestations. We found lesion nematode out there. We found ring nematode pretty frequently. We also found uh, stunt and spiral nematode. The two that I would be keeping an eye out on, uh, for is the ring nematode, which is actually the one we have on this picture here. Uh, this is what we'd call an ectoparasite. Uh, it basically latches onto the outside of your roots. And then it uses this needle-like structure that's in its mouth that you might be able to see. It's like a hypodermic needle. And it's going to jab it into the roots and then start sucking out the nutrients from your plant. That's our ectoparasite ring nematode. And we do have that nematode in pretty moderate infestation over in this field behind me. We also found a lot of fields with lesion nematode. And that's, that's one that I'd say you really need to watch out for. So lesion nematode is a migratory endoparasite. What that means is it's going to migrate. It's going to move around and it's going to go inside your roots. So it's going to feed on your roots inside uh, the root system and cause these necrotic lesions. What happens, your plant gets, your roots essentially get leaky. Other pathogens are going to come in there and utilize that. So you're going to get predisp predisposition to fungal pathogens and bacterial pathogens, and even oomycetes as well. So it's kind of this uh, disease complex that we have going on with lesion nematode and these other pathogens. I guess we got a drone above us, cool. Um, Anyways, distraction. All right, so that's what we had out there uh, in, in the field. So our next question was, well, you know, what, what's the yield loss associated with these nematodes? How damaging are they on sugarcane? So we, uh, we went out to seven of those sites that had really high nematode populations, collected the soil, brought it back to the plant material center in Baton Rouge, 
and we just did a simple greenhouse experiment. We planted sugarcane in the soil and then we tried a couple different nematicides that we have at our disposal, or had I should say. One was mocap, uh, kind of an older nematicide developed back in the 60s, actually as an insecticide, but also nematicidal activity. Uh, no longer available as of January 2023, so uh, luckily we got it in our trial, but we're not going to put that one out anymore. Uh, we also took a look at Nimitz, which is a newer compound that we have. It came out in, I believe, 2017. It's a liquid inferro nematicide that you can basically spray as you're putting down your cane. Other cool thing with this compound is you can put it out more than once. So mocap, you had one shot when you're planting your cane and that's it. Four years, you're waiting to reapply. With Nimitz and some of these other experimental ones we have out here, uh, it basically gives us more flexibility. We can apply it at the time of planting, then we can come back in the spring just as the roots are starting to get out there again and you know starting to get the shoots come up and apply it again as a soil directed spray every single year. So we might be able to get prolonged nematode suppression with these new compounds, and that's something that we want to take a look at. So anyways, back to my greenhouse trial that we did with all the different sites, we applied these compounds and a lot of times we saw nematode suppression and occasionally we even saw plant growth promotion. So things were looking pretty promising, but that's such a confined and, and controlled setting, we really needed to get out here and do it. So that's what's behind me. Uh, this past uh, September 2022, I guess last September, we uh, established this field trial. What we're taking a look at is comparing you know, untreated soil, which I would say is kind of our standard for nematode management. We really aren't doing nematode management yet in sugarcane. And uh, taking a look at some of the newer compounds. So we have MoCap, the old one that was out there. That's a granular infero we sprinkled in. We also did infero sprays. So we did Nimitz just at the time of planting and then leave it. And then we're also looking at multiple applications. So probably hard to see, but there's a Nimitz 2X sign out there. What that means is those plots, we're gonna go in every single spray and do a sole directed spray with Nimitz. Um, we also have an experimental compound out there that we're taking a look at uh, from one of our big companies and hopefully that one will make it down the pipeline. It has some very interesting characteristics from what I hear, it actually might have a very long half-life and really help us get prolonged nematode suppression out here. So that's really what we're taking a look at right now. We established this field, as I said, back in September. So it's, it's a little early to really know whether these things are gonna work. Are they gonna suppress nematodes? Are we gonna get a yield increase? We don't know, but that's kind of why we're here is doing these trials so that you guys don't have to experiment with it on your farms where you make your money. We can do it here and find out for you. So this is my uh, Master of Science student, Iris Aguilera. She's working on this project for her uh, thesis work. And she's just gonna give a little bit of an update on what sort of measurements she's doing out here and what we're gonna be looking at over the next couple of years, actually. Yeah, so for this experiment, uh, we are evaluating the nematode population's densities. So for this, we took soil samples in different dates, uh, at planting, in mid-season, and at harvest, to, to see if there are difference, differences in the nematode population, if they increase or decrease with the different treatments. We also took root samples to see if the lesion nematode is present because as Dr. Watson mentioned, this nematode is found in, inside the roots. So we took the roots, we see if there is any damage for nematodes and also look for lesion nematode or any other endoparasite nematode. For the plant growth, we, are, we just count the number of shoots and we also are measuring the shoot height to see if there is uh, differences in early growth with this crop and also uh, we are gonna evaluate if there are differences in yield between treatments. So the principal objective of this project is to see if the nematicides reduce the nematode densities and also if they improve yield. But at this time it is still early 
uh, to say that they work or they they don't. Uh, so we hope that next year we can uh, share with you the, our findings about the importance of nematode management in true working. Perfect. Thanks, Iris. Uh, yeah, so that, that kind of summarizes what I was going to say as well. I mean, really at this point, it's kind of a preview. This is our snapshot of what we have going on here. Uh, hopefully within the next year, we'll really know, uh, you know, what sort of damage are we getting with these nematodes and is it even possible to actually uh, control them? So with that, I think that's all the points we wanted to make. So I'm going to open it up for any questions uh, in the audience about nematode management or just nematodes in general. Any questions? Right there. I got one right there and then we'll go over here. Yeah, great question. Uh, what are the symptoms? And that's the second time I forgot to say that and I've had to double back with the second group again. Yes, symptoms of nematodes, uh, very generic, okay? So with the nematodes that we're dealing with in sugarcane above ground, all you're really gonna see is uh, symptoms that resemble nutrient deficiencies and water uh, drought stress, basically. Why? It's because these plants can't access the nutrients that are in the soil or the water in the soil because they're so heavily parasitized by the nematodes. So a lot of times in a sugarcane field, we don't really see a lot of obvious above ground symptomology. You don't see any obvious browning of the leaves or anything like that, unless you're in very severe infestations. And I wanna emphasize that there are a couple sugarcane fields in Louisiana that have what's called the root knot nematode. We haven't really found it widespread in sugarcane production, but there's a few. And in that case, you probably will see some pretty obvious above ground uh, damage. What you're gonna see in a root knot nematode site stunting, very localized, you know, hot spots as we like to call them. This big area in your field where you're getting poor growth despite doing proper nutrient uh, applications and, you know, adequate water in the area, which usually isn't a problem in sugarcane. Um, so that's with root knot nematode. The other thing, if you think you have that, just easy diagnosis is pull up some roots. I know it's kind of hard with the sugarcane. Dig in some roots, it's not like soybean. Dig, dig out some roots, take a look at them. You'll see galling if you have root knot nematode, this, these growths in your root system. As I said, I haven't come across root knot nematode a whole lot in sugarcane, but it is out there. It's known to be out there. But the main ones that you're going to need to be watching out for are the ring nematode and the lesion nematode. Problem with those ones, as I say, not obvious above ground symptomology. So it really emphasizes using nematode diagnostic services. So at LSU Egg Center, we have the nematode advisory service. We can take your soil samples. We can extract the nematodes out. We can look and see which species you have, and we can let you know whether they're likely to be above the damage threshold or not. And then we can recommend management practices. And in sugarcane, uh, a lot of the other crops around the state have really started to utilize this, this service. With sugarcane, that's why I'm here today, is to, to get the word out. We, we're starting to see more samples come in over the past couple of years. But uh, prior to that, there really hadn't been a lot of sugarcane samples. And I think really what's going on is a lot of people don't know that they have nematode problems because it's really not obvious. If you don't pull soil samples, you're not gonna know if you have a nematode problem. And ultimately that's the whole point of this project is to either demonstrate you know, the extent to nematode damage and whether you can manage them. Other questions, that was a good one. Uh, I see one right there. Yeah, so crop rotation is the question. So uh, in that little handout that you that you have, you can kind of see nematode populations get you know larger and larger and larger as as the crop you know progresses from first return, second return, third return. So at that third return, usually a lot of people are going to fallow, and what we've seen is that really does drop your nematode populations down. But now some people are interested in rotating with soybean. Well, soybeans are going to be a host to a lot of these nematode problems. So that's kind of the unknown right now. If you rotate with soybean rather than going to fallow, 
Are you going to keep those nematode populations at a high level and then be planting your sugarcane into a, a, a hot spot, if you want to call it that? We don't know, and that's one of the areas I'd like to look at in the future. Uh, but yeah, certainly the soybeans are going to be a host for a lot of the things like lesion nematode, maybe not so much the ring. And uh, a lot of the other crops that could be rotated to are likely going to be host to lesion as well. So that's something that does need to be considered if you are going to rotate. I think there was a question over here originally. Yeah, that, yeah uh, that, that's a good question. So uh, when we talk about nematodes, we assume they're all bad. Well, that's just a group of them called the plant parasitic nematodes. In soil, we've got bacterial feeders. We've got fungal feeding nematodes. We've got predaceous nematodes that eat other nematodes. These are all the beneficial guys that are out there. They're, they're helping with nutrient cycling, releasing these, these nutrients that are bound in microbial uh, microorganisms, essentially, and allowing the plants to uptake them. The predaceous nematodes, those can actually go after your plant parasites. If we could ever figure out how to really use that for nematode management, I mean, that would be golden. Uh, so they're not all bad, and that's something I do like to emphasize in my course, and for you guys here as well, actually. Not all nematodes are bad, but uh, certainly the plant parasites, we're, we're keeping an eye on them. Other questions? And entomopathogenic nematodes, while I'm on that topic, you can use nematodes for insect control in some situations. I know that's been utilized quite a bit in perennial production systems like fruit trees. Other questions? Right there. Not yet. Uh, so, I mean, in other crops, we're looking at biologicals. You know, we, we have these, uh, you know, parasitic fungus that's called nematotrapping fungus that we're trying to sweet potato production. So putting spores out there, and then the whole idea is they have these little lassoes that the nematodes go in and they get stuck in. Uh, we've got uh, parasitic bacteria. We have, you know, bacteria that produce antibiotics that we're exploring in other crops. But the thing with sugarcane, there's just not a lot of compounds that have been registered on this crop for nematode management. We basically have two and we just lost mole caps, we're down to one. So unfortunately, no, there hasn't been much uh, that we've explored, but certainly something if any of the companies out there want to look at it, we can definitely set something up here. Any other questions? Dr. Tristan, if you could yeah. follow this up next year um, and, and you have some answers, if you can include some cost analysis per acre, the offset, is it worth the money that we're going to spend? Absolutely, and that's once we have our yield data, uh, we, we know what these compounds cost. Uh, luckily, mocap was pretty cheap actually, but we lost that one. Nimitz, this new one, it's actually pretty expensive, and that, that is the big question. Is it going to be worth it? Even if we can get a little bit of yield increase and suppress your nematodes, is it worth it to go out and apply? So that's why we're doing these studies. We're going to collect a couple years of data. We know what these things cost. We'll crunch the numbers, and ultimately, we'll tell you. Uh, and it could be that it might not be worth it, but we'll let you know in a couple of years. Sugar cane, sweet Any other sugar cane, the sweetness of our southern dreams.